You are listening to African Perspectives with host Brother Oshi on Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasting or live program scheduling, hit them up at timeforanawakening at gmail.com. Listen, people, you better take 
listening to African Perspectives, where we view the issues of our day from an African worldview and African-centered perspective. This program is unapologetically African. It is a custom in the African tradition to ask elders for permission to speak, having been granted permission to our ancestors whose shoulders we stand on, to our elders whose shadows we walk in. I greet you, my dear brothers and sisters. In the language of one of the greatest civilizations on this planet, it gave the world the basic disciplines of knowledge of science, math, architecture, music, writing, law, religion, you name it, we did it. The Greeks called it Egypt, but they called themselves Kemet, and Kemet means land of the blacks. I greet you all in the Kemetic language, the word of peace, Hotep. It is truly an honor and a privilege to pour libation because we truly do stand on the shoulders of those who came before us. We're going to use water because water has no enemies. Water is the great cleanser, the great purifier. Everything on the planet that lives, it needs water from a tiny microscopic organism to a tall redwood tree. We pour water into the earth to invoke the spirits of our ancestors and we say the word ashe. which simply means so be it. So we pour this libation to God for all that God has done and for all that God will do. We sashay. We pour this libation to Mother Africa, birthplace of all humanity, everyone who has lived, everyone who will live in the future. We all have a common ancestral root in Africa. We pour this libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. I mentioned Kemet in the opening. Kemet was the height, the apex, the zenith of African high culture. But there were others as well, as Tymeri, Punt, and Nubia. So we poured us libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. We say Ashe. We poured us libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa, 
of Ghana, Mali, Zangai, Benin, Great Zimbabwe. Civilizations that were flourishing and growing while Europe was in a medieval or dark age. The University of Sankare at Timbuktu, an outstanding educational institution. So he poured us libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa. We say, Ashe? We poured us libation to the Ma'afa, the Holocaust of our enslavement, the Infakani, the great tragedy, uprooted out of Africa. Our brothers and sisters lay a carpet along the Atlantic Ocean. We're in North America, South America, Central America, and throughout the diaspora. So we poured us libation to our brothers and sisters who suffered the Ma'afa, the Infakani, the Holocaust of our enslavement, the great tragedy. We poured us libation in their honor and in their memory. We do not know their names, but because of them and their sacrifice, we are here. So we sashay. We poured us libation to those who fought against enslavement. If you ever heard me do a libation, you will know that we were not slaves. I repeat, we were not slaves. We were captives. What does a captive want to do? Get free. So we poured us libation to all those men and women who fought against enslavement. In fact, I maintain that some of us are more of a slave today than we were in our initial captivity because some of us are a slave to vice, to corruption, to drugs, sex, and violence. So we poured us libation to those who fought against enslavement. Gabriel Prosser, Nat Turner, Denmark Vesey, Harriet Tutman. We always resisted. And we will always resist. So we poured us libation in the name and honor of those men and women who fought against our captivity. We poured us libation to those unborn, those young men and women who will once again lead us back on the stage of human history as a free and proud and productive people. We sashay. We poured us libation to brotherhood and sisterhood together for the union of of family. We need each other. We don't have good family life. There's a saying, conditions shape conduct and consciousness. The conditions in our community are bad. The conduct towards each other is not good. Because why? We lack consciousness. And consciousness is more than just awareness. Consciousness is a deeper understanding of who you are historically, who you are culturally. So once we begin to understand the importance of brotherhood and sisterhood together for the union of family. Brothers and sisters, let us all say, Ashe, Ashe. You are listening to Time For an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts or live programming, hit them up at timeforanawakening.com. Good morning. African world. Good morning, African world. You're listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforanawakening.com and blacktalkradionetwork.com. And I am your host, Baba Oshi, Hotep family. Hope everything was well with you today. Hope you had a great weekend. Hope you had a chance to do all the things you want to do, should do, must have, couldn't do, and will do. Hoping, too, that the weather was accommodating for you to do it, but of course it is. If it wasn't, then you... No, it had to be done. It must be done. It will get done because you will get it done. And we appreciate you for that. You're listening to African Perspectives here 
on the Motherland Media Network on Time for an Awakening and Black Talk Radio Network. I said that twice, didn't I? Okay. <laughs> We're here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., 10 to 12 Central, 9 to 11 Mountain, or 8 to 10 Pacific, or any other time around the world. But if you cannot listen to this program live, you can always go to our archives at timeforanawakening.com. At the top of the page, you'll see podcasts. Click on that. The drop down, you'll see African perspectives. Click on that, and there will be programs that are dated and titled. And of course, you can always use the shortcut, whatever search engine that you use, Internet Explorer, Firefox, Google Chrome, whatever. Uh, put in the search babaoshi.net. B-A-B-A-O-S-H-I dot net. And once again, programs that are, you know, dated and titled. All right. Other programming we have here on Time for an Awakening Media. Once again, this program is every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. And on Tuesdays, I, I, I think Brother um, Alfonso Watkins gave me a starting date for um, Black Reality Think Tank in honor of Dr. Rogers, Dr. William Rogers believe that he did but it is it is going to come back on on, on tuesdays at 8 p.m from 18 from 8 p.m to 10 p.m on tuesdays on fridays at 8 p.m time for an awakening with brother elliot and brother richard saturdays from 7 to 9 the sankofa elders council and then on sundays at 7 p.m time for an awakening with brother elliot and brother richard and of course the number to call is 215-490-9832 215 490 9832. We Buy Black. We Buy Black, the largest online marketplace for American African owned businesses, is WeBuyBlack.com. Get everything you need from American African owned businesses. WeBuyBlack.com. Also, two brothers and sisters, go to WeBuyBlack.com and make a donation. Still trying to raise the money, damn, <laughs> to buy, to um, build a supermarket here in the city of Atlanta and Atlanta area and <laughs> why it hasn't been done is beyond me you know it's beyond me why any serious entrepreneurs with some capital asking the community to meet and match those donations to purchase a supermarket or have them invest I don't know but um, even though the city is small we only have 600,000 people in the city of which about almost two-thirds, so we're the majority of the people in the city, but not in the metropolitan area. Six million people. We're a third in the metropolitan area. What does that mean? That's almost two million people, or over two million people, you know? So, yeah, let's think about that. So, webuyblack.com. Africa for the Africans, Brother Bamani Tahimba has taken our people to the motherland many times. His next trip upcoming is next month, March 30th through the 9th, going to Senegal and Gambia. Then, May 24th to June 5th, to Ghana. July 20th to July 30th, Rwanda. November 16th to the 27th, Tanzania. December 24th to January 4th, 2024, Hazinia. And then March 29th to April 9th, Liberia. And then he's got another one. He, he, there he is, I told you. July 11th to the 22nd. 
July 11th through the 22nd, 2024, Ghana. Yes, sir. I love him, man. Brother Bumani Tahimba. We'll have him on soon to talk about the trip that he had and what's upcoming, particularly for the uh, Senegal and Gambia uh, tour upcoming. Brothers and sisters, if you want to see pictures of previous tours, go to facebook.com forward slash Bomani. If you want to see videos of previous tours, go to youtube.com forward slash Bomani 2007. Brothers and sisters, these are very affordable. Believe me, because I, I, I've seen and I know people who give tours and they be in the thousands, you know, but they're very affordable and a great time and you stay with Africans. In fact, only people on the trip are Africans. And he has a trip uh, November 21st to December 2nd going to Kemet. He doesn't put a price on it yet, but boy, I'm looking forward to that. I've seen a, a trip, uh, and you, I don't know if you know how Facebook is and how the compute, uh, and how the uh, uh, these things work sometimes. They can put something on there, and next thing you know, it's gone. This trip to, to Kemet was was originally about you know thirty five hundred three thousand five hundred. It was on sale, so to speak, for fifteen hundred dollars. Fifteen hundred dollars. All you had to do was get to New York, and then I tried to find it so I can get the details, and it was gone. Damn! <laughs> I swear, Habesha. Habashahincorporated.org. Habashahincorporated.org. The brothers and sisters have done the work. They're they're doing the work consistently here in the Atlanta area with the Kashi, with the um, programs that they have. Habashah Works Program, Black to Our Roots, Sustainable Seeds, Golden Growers, and Urban Green Jobs, and of course the jewel of the project uh, of Habashah Incorporated, because Habashah means helping Africa by establishing schools at home and abroad is the Kashi Project in Ghana that launched last year in October. The great work, the beautiful buildings and so forth. Check it out for yourself. Habashahincorporated.org The Ledge Group. Ledge, Land for the Environmental Development for Group Economics. They deal in the area of four of the four areas of vitally important to human existence, which is food, water, clothing, and shelter. They have 12 projects in six countries on the continent. With over 170 employed and over 260 members. Become a member of the Ledge Group, Land for the Environmental Development for Group Economics. Abibi Atumi. A B I B I T U M I. Abibiatumi.com. Brothers and sisters, Abibiatumi, sign up for to Abibiatumi. A lot of times I, tell you, I go to the website and it, you know, it comes out of Ghana family, so. Sometimes it's it, it, it it's uh it's not gonna be in the little wait. You gotta hit the wait button and then you can maneuver it like that. But hey, it's beautiful though. It really is. Abibia Tumi. Abibia Tumi. It's about to continue it's about the continuing the work of our ancestors by rebuilding the land of African people and restoring Ma'at. Uh-huh. They're having a conference coming up this year. That conference is in July. Conference is in July. July 9th, 7th through the 9th of July. 
Those are the conference dates in Ghana. That's right, in Ghana. Check out B.B. Toomey. Go to bbatoomey.com. Smye Pharmacy. Brother Jabril, give him a call. Give Brother Jabril a call at Smye Pharmacy at 770-765-7751. That's 770-765-7751. If you want to drop him an email, drop him an email at smypharmacy at gmail.com. S-M-A-I-F-A-R-M-A-C-Y at gmail.com. For those who are looking to try to get off of those killing drugs, painful drugs and to be more holistic and more organic check out Smy Pharmacy he can develop a plan for you tell him what the situation is and he'll develop a, a health plan for you Smy Pharmacy the Moses West Foundation dot org brothers and sisters the Moses West Foundation dot org they're doing great work in Jackson Mississippi they also were in Flint, Michigan, but that felt cool. I just seen what they're talking about, a couple of rivers that are drying up because of climate change. Climate change is real, okay? For anybody out there denying it's climate change is real. But in reality, family, there is no shortage of water. Water is all around us. Water is in the atmosphere. What Moses West has been able to do, create a water machine that sucks up the moisture in the air, goes through a filterization process, open the tap up and out comes clean, drinking, usable water. Go to MosesWestFoundation.org. Now, if you want to donate to the Jackson Rescue Water Rescue Project, the link is there on it. You hit the link and hit donate. Help the brothers and sisters out. Now, I've seen two things just recently on the national news about Jackson, Mississippi and water problems. Ain't said a damn thing about Moses West Foundation, but I don't expect them to. But that is a temporary alternative. Had you begin to uh, dig up the old pipes and lay stuff new and and recreate the foundation and clean up the water filtration plant and so all these other things that you have to do you still will be able to have water for the people yep the Moses West uh, go check it out for yourself family all right Wadada's Healthy Market and Juice Bar located in the West End here in Atlanta on Ralph David Abernathy Boulevard across the street from Soul Soul Vegetarian Restaurant up the street from the Shrine of the Black Madonna Shrine of the Black Madonna. And of course, Wadada's Healthy Market and Juice Bar has delicious smoothies and fruit drinks and health drinks. And I have an array of vitamins and supplements and so forth, all kind of good stuff. They serve vegan food, a vegan dish on Sunday, Saturday and Sunday. Wadada's Healthy Market and Juice Bar located in the West End on Ralph Dipper Abernathy. Give them a call at 404-444-1635. That's 404-444-1635. The Meddu Bookstore in the Greenbrier Mall. Contact Mama Nia. Or if you're in the Greenbrier Mall area, stop in. She's right on the main thoroughfare. And the Greenbrier Mall, beautiful store. 
she has a fine selection of books, postcards, greeting cards, gift certificates, T-shirts, figurines, all kinds of good stuff. And uh, she has presentations, book signings, and so forth. And myself and a young man, a young brother I'm working with, we're going to be doing a presentation on ancient Kemet, um, our journey to historical greatness and African-centered perspective on the 23rd, Thursday the 23rd. Thursday the 23rd, that's next week. Ooh, Thursday the 23rd. Yeah, you, you don't want to miss this presentation, family. All right, you'll hear more. And, of course, uh, the Black Dot Cultural Center and Bookstore and Coffee Bar located in Lithonia that is east of here and off of I-20. You take I-20 going east and um, exit 74, make that left. And there will, about a mile down the road, will be the Black Dot Cultural Center and Bookstore and Coffee Bar. My good brother, Kasim Diajamu. Give him a call at 770-305-6373. 770-305-6373. There is light in the Black Dot. Jump back on the expressway or I-20, still going east. The next exit, exit 75, Turner Hill Road. You may take that exit. Go down three lights, make another right, and on the left will be the new Black Wall Street Market. The new Black Wall Street Market. Yep. Us lifting us. Us lifting us to economic development, corporate for our people in the spirit of Ujama, cooperative economics, or as we like to say, family-centered economics, the Thursday night broadcast. Every Thursday night on blogtalkradio.com. Blogtalkradio.com forward slash U-L-U. Us lifting us. U-L-U every Thursday night from 9 to 10. If you want to call to listen, you can do so, but also give your questions, comments, or concerns by dialing 929-477-2789. That's 929-477-2789. Us, lifting us. Homeland Village and Cultural Gift Shop, not open on Mondays, but open from Tuesday through Sunday, 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. in Macon, Georgia, 2910 Napier Avenue, in Macon, Georgia. Give Brother BJ a call at 478-256-1166. That's 478-256-1166. Homeland Village and Cultural Gift Shop in Macon, Georgia. Sun Goddess Sense. Sun Goddess Sense, your one-stop natural shop located 4140 Jonesboro Road in Forest Park, Georgia. Inside the International Discount Mall, Booth 225. Give our sister Shelly Amonset a call at 404-434-7963. 404-434-7963. Sun Goddess Sense, your one-stop natural shop. Sanjay Dash Haiti. Sanjay Dash Haiti.org. Sister Gabrielle really has been doing great work on the on the island of Haiti in the northeastern portion where our children, the beautiful program of education, health care for the children, sustainable agriculture, and entrepreneurship. Go to Sanjay, S-O-N-J-E, dash, Haiti, A-Y-I-T-I, dot org. Sanjay, dash, Haiti, dot org. All right. Baba Barudi and Mama Yah. Ackerman Institute, the educational program that they have, They're educating our young warriors. Ackerman Institute, P.O. Box 10786, Atlanta, Georgia, 30310. Make your check of money already out. 
to Aquaman Institute and send it to P.O. Box 10786. But if you want to use PayPal, PayPal, Mama Yah, name Yah, Y-A-A, Baruti, Yah Baruti at Yahoo. Cash App, dollar sign, Yah, Y-A-A, the letter M, then Baruti, B-A-R-U-T-I, to make your contributions to the great work that they are doing. And of course, um, from a standpoint of uh, books, you know, Papa Brody is a prolific writer, and you can order that through com. Yeah. In fact, we're going to read right now from the Inye, from the Inya Sassim, the Inya Sassim of daily revolutionary thought. Right. Let me put my glasses on to help me read. February 12th. Stripped entirely naked, the captives were packed into stinking holes of their ships so close together that they were forced to sleep on their sides. It must be pointed out that a number of intellectualizing Africans in denial of our captivity or in search of a way of explaining our presence here while exonerating Europeans have attempted to argue that Africans inhabited all or most of Pangaea before the continents shift apart and their presence everywhere early in time is a result of this only. The two most important reasons why this is a flawed thinking are number one, People were not present on the on the planet at the time the continents shifted apart. And number two, it negates the fact that Africans were experienced oceanic trail travelers. It supports the Eurocentric notion that Africans could not have traveled all around the world to begin colonies and introduce advanced civilizations. Affirm, I am not confused by conjectures denying the reality of my ancestors. Confirmed, I am not confused by conjectures denying the reality of my ancestors. February 13th. It's the tradition in African societies that when things get so terrible, the women call for war. Kali Sington. In our tradition, women have accepted the responsibilities for making the final decisions over giving life and calling for death in the extremes of disputes and disorder. They come into this responsibility because of their divine life-giving womb and their enhanced emotional temperament given them in their intimate physical and metaphysical connection with the pain caused by death of life, they have worked so hard to birth and nurse into power. Our men have always understood why African women would be the last to call us to war. As bringers of life, they know more intimately than anyone else what war brings and takes away. Of all in our community, they were always the last to call for death. Right now, Sisters are calling us to war. Right now, sisters are calling us to war. This should tell us something. For they have told us there is to be 
no more suffering of our children, our ancestors, those who came in us here and now. And without contradiction, they have told us that the suffering of African people can only end through us taking to the battlefield to restore order. They are waiting for us to do more, much more than just protest. They rightfully demand action now. They are calling for death to give way new life. Do we again have to wait for the Nzingas and the Asantiwas to shame us, to dress in our armor, to forego the critical duties of womanhood for us to stand as men and do the work our our sister's tears have so long called us to do? Affirm, I listen to our mother's cries. Affirm, I listen to our mother's cries. Brothers and sisters, the inyak system of daily revolutionary war. All right, family. Today, another day of our history, we're going to uh, do a couple of things. One of the things I'm going to do is, um, you know, um, this is our month, and we should be reflecting on some of the beautiful people in our lives, in our history, who have done great things, tremendous things against tremendous odds. But we're going to talk about um, the our history because it is being challenged. When you talk about the critical race theory bull, you know, and and some of the things they're talking about there, that needs to be challenged because I don't give a damn what. Ron, San, Ron DeSantos or anybody else and all the other ones who are calling our history visionists and so forth, I can give less than a rat's ass. Because I do not trust Caucasians ever. It is not in their interest to do so to tell our history correctly. Because number one, when you look at our history from their situation, it is ugly. It is nasty. It is damn it downright evil of what they have done to us. That's why they don't want us teaching history. We don't want the little Caucasian kids to feel bad. Oh, we can feel bad as experiencing it. Huh, yeah. But they don't want them to feel bad learning about it. <laughs> yeah. They're so, that's why I can't. But also too, tomorrow of course is Valentine's Day, and has been the case here on Time um, African Perspectives. We have tried to give a history perspective, our perspective of Valentine's Day, and of course, Val Saint Valentine was a real person in the um, third century in Rome, and uh, yeah, he, you know, the edict came down from the Romans there. When they don't want it, they don't want men to marry, you know, and so forth. And they all the two they had all these pagan, you know, uh, traditions, the uh, Lupercalia, when 
all that drunken debauchery and so forth. And, and in that lupercalia, <laughs> you know, uh, men would choose women and, and, and those men, the women would have to, you know, <laughs> I feel sorry for the women, especially if they some fool, ugly ass <laughs> and chose them. <laughs> but so, uh, what would happen is that secretly St. Valentine would uh, marry some of the Roman troops to, to women and and uh, against the rules of the emperor, I guess. And so he was put in jail. He was jailed. And the jailer's daughter, who was blind, came to visit him. And she would give him food and so forth and talk with him. And she developed an affection for Valentine. And, and before he was killed, before he was killed, I don't know how they killed him. Might have hung him. Or, you know, might have, I don't know what they did. Put him on a stake. You know, we're talking about the Romans, the Europeans, they do crazy stuff. Because I don't remember, I need to read it again, I guess. Should have did that, right? Yeah. <laughs> so he um, he was killed. And so then he uh, um, wrote a letter. He wrote a letter to the jailer's daughter. Lovely letter. And at the end of the letter, he signed it. Your Valentine. Yep, your Valentine. And so that was the 14th of February, 14th February. You know? And so on the 14th of February is Valentine's Day because of that sacrifice that he made. And, you know, all the, and, and another way that Western society can utilize commercialism. You know, you know, and then of course they always create a, just like, you know, if if they didn't have a Christmas, believe me, from a capitalistic standpoint, it would have been created. You got to have it, and so a lot of chocolate will be bought tomorrow, and roses, and and people will be taken to dinner, which is I mean all these things is cool, but of course these are European holidays, you know, like all the other ones. But if you want to take your lady out or you want to buy her a gift or if she wants to do that for you because she can do that, of course, then, you know, cool. Yeah, cool. Okay, on tomorrow. But we're going to talk today about our history being challenged. You know, once again, I could give less than a rat's ass about Caucasians and how they look at our history and how they want to write. You know, Winston Churchill said history is going to be kind to Britain. Why? Because I'm going to write it. I ain't going to let y'all talk about how evil Britain has been, how we stole everything. All the jury you see the damn queen got on her head, on her ass, stolen. That we've been a bunch of damn thieves and colonizers. What we did in Kenya, 
what we did in India, what we did all around the God, all around the damn world. Now, we don't want you to tell your truth about how you've been affected by what we have done to you. Because what they want to do is make you feel like, damn, I'm so happy that Britain, England, America, France, Germany, whatever, has done that I can speak their language. I have their names. That they've imposed their culture and made me feel bad about mine. Made me feel bad about the way I look. My the melanin in my skin, the hue of my my skin, the the the, the coarseness of my hair, the broadness of my nose. You know. You always hope there would be divine, you know, justice. You know, that those who have done these afflictions would be punished for what they have done. You know, but after all these hundreds of years, if it, you know, just like all the other things, and then of course they, you know, to me one of the one of the top things that these Caucasians have done, the Europeans have done, is give us a religion. And and I mean all of them. I mean Islam, Christianity, Judaism, all of them. Give us even, and, and, and made our spirituality, our deities, our methodology, our theology, evil. Evil. hope we wish and we pray while our condition worsens if you want to get in on this conversation family you know what to do there's a lot of you in the queue already hit star twice we can engage in this conversation 646 646 good afternoon good morning hey OC look man you got to start to show off giving out sympathetic moments of gratitude to your boys in Philadelphia with them losing that game. Forget <laughs> about Valentine's Day and history and all of that stuff. You got to give a towel, tissues, or something <laughs> You know, to the people in Philadelphia for losing that game and then acting complete fools. Did they? Trying to tear down the city. It, oh, man. Is that right? Such a symbolic figure. Oh, yeah, man. I should they call acted, Elliot, man. After find they it. lost, they acted like fools, I heard, out in the street fighting with police, overturning cars. And all of that madness oh, no, over, wanna... over a game. Yeah, I, you got to start to show out like that. Okay, no, we no, can get no, to this other no, stuff Jay. later. No, we got to have 
sympathy and compassion <laughs> no, for the Philadelphia <laughs> losers. No. You know what I mean? To me, but if, they, nah, if, oh, if, that, the, if the I brothers and sisters. I just had to have a quick laugh listen, with you. Man, I had two if, minutes. Jay, if the brothers and sisters did that, that is shameful. That's a damn, that is shameful. If the brothers and sisters were so angry because that holding call, which really cost them the game, just be real, that cost them the game. That, that's shameful because they had two timeouts at that time, and that would have been fourth down. They'd have kicked a field goal, then went up by thirty. They would have went up by thirty-eight, thirty-five. But plenty of times, well, well over a, a minute and a half for them to either get in position to kick a, a, a tying field goal and maybe go into overtime or even score a touchdown. I must say, Philadelphia played well. Both teams did. Uh, Jalen Hurd looked well, outstanding. He looked outstanding, you know. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta be a gutsy. You got as a referee, you gotta be real, real gutsy to make that call. But you know, I gotta give credit to the player for owning up to the fact well, that he did hold. I, well, I respect. Well, listen, I respect him because and, you, and know, you know why? No, Jay. Never admit that. Well, even if you don't admit it, there's cameras everywhere. There's a camera on oh, yeah. all angles. So they showed him it's slight. It's not, not like he grabbed him so badly that he yanked it or in, truly impeded his progress because he didn't. That's why I'm saying the call was weak. But it, yeah, is it a hole? Yeah, it is. But you could call that every time in the NFL, particularly in, in the interior line. You could call that. But they didn't. Yeah, but very they couldn't few, let that pass. Yeah, very few. They couldn't few. let that call that call they passed. could have. Could oh have yeah. Oh yeah, they could have. Huh? Yeah, they. Oh yeah, they but, could have. But unfortunately, yeah, they didn't. And that's but how you know it goes. the. I know a lot of. I know a lot of people are very happy that the mulatto won. You know what I mean? Just well, give them more of excuse. Well, I went. The I went for the, Philly. I went for Philly because of Jalen Hurt, because he his his lady. She's us. The sister that manages him. Is us, you know. He had a team of women, although I think one was Asian, one was Caucasian. But he has these sisters working for him and doing what he does. I love Jalen Hurt, man. His Jalen Hurt's father is us. His mama is us. He us. And so, and I'm not disparaging uh, 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 Patrick Mahomes. He identifies with us, but his family gonna be looking crackerish, <laughs> crackerish. <laughs> <laughs> Crackerish ain't even the word. Milk toast. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. But, but listen, you got to give them. You got, I, I'm like this. I was going for KC. Okay. Because um, I, I just don't. I just don't like Philly. Oh you man, know, you don't I'm like a, Philly because of New York fan. Philly, right? Because of the yeah, New York Giants. Yeah. Fan, so I can't never go for. I can't never go for Philly and then. You know, you got some obnoxious Philly fans. <laughs> so with them losing, it made it even more better for me because I know before the game, a couple of people that, you know, you see on social media, they were talking that mad, 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 mad trash. Well, you know hey. what I mean? But then well, my brother Rasheed, my brother Rasheed Wallace of the yeah. NBA Man, man, he was she. all he was all against oh, uh, Philly, and he man. Philly. Man, oh, Philly. oh man, she 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 came out with all kind of paraphernalia. 
and and and, and, and look like hey 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 Jay hey Jay look like he dared a mother. I wish you would. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I wish your ass world, would say something. He said three was trash. He said, "I mean, I love Rasheed. Oh, I, I do too. To meet Rasheed. Okay, Rasheed is a is a is a great guy, man. And you know something? Oh, Rasheed know his history, man. Rasheed, oh yeah." Rasheed, yeah, didn't he have Rasheed a tattoo? Yeah, he had a uh, he had a tattoo uh, on him. Oh, he ain't yeah. no he ain't, ain't tattoo. No, he ain't no WB. No, Rasheed is Rasheed is he's he's well read, bro. Mm-hmm. Believe me when I tell you, Rasheed is Rasheed <laughs> is well read. But you know, go ahead on and, and, and do your show. I just had to get in a good laugh <laughs> at the expense of your Philadelphia. Faithful, yeah. knowing that these clouds lost. Well, and, you know what um, I tell you. I, I, I can't even. Ha- I may even have me a Philly cheesesteak this weekend, Anna, and Anna the movie. <laughs> Put me on hold. Oh, I'll come back in later. All right, Talk brother. All right, Jay. <laughs> well, I tell you, man. <laughs> I, I was down. Nine one nine, nine one nine. Good afternoon or oh, good morning, still. Nine one nine. 919-768. 919-768. Good morning. Good, good morning, brother Oshie. Good How morning. Doing? I'm doing well. How you doing? Good. I'm doing pretty good. good. I just wanted to know what you and maybe the other listeners thought about them playing the Black National Anthem. Uh, Honestly, I love Shirley Lee Ralph. She looked stunning. She looked great, and I love the the sitcom that she's in, Abbott Elementary, about a little elementary school in Philadelphia. I love that. But I'm not down with the, the Black National Anthem being sung at the, at the Super Bowl. I could care less. It's, once again, symbolism without substance, you know. And I'm, I'm quite sure um, people didn't respect it. Well, they don't respect the National Anthem either. I don't. I haven't stood up for the National Anthem uh, for decades even when I was a firefighter, I would find a way to protest or hang my head or something like that. You know, I never forget at the um, the memorial for um, 9-11, you know, across the country, you know, you were to, to stand and they would get, a, you know, the fire departments across the country. This was a national thing because, you know, four, 343 firefighters died in that situation. And so, you know, I'm standing there and, and, and that some guys with their hands over their hearts and, you know, stuff like that. I just stood in silence and hand, head hung down, and that was it. That was my way to protest it, you know, because I don't, I don't stand up for the, nas- the uh, national anthem. I would never stand up for it, you know. In fact, when you know the whole three stanzas in the third stanza, when he talks about, you know, what they would do to the howling of the slave, talking about what they would do to us yeah so but anyway uh she so i i i don't and i know she wasn't gonna do the whole thing you know you know i know she wasn't gonna sing all three stanzas of of that i knew she was gonna sing the first and it would be you know it was cool but I, i i don't feel what do you think what do you think i was just you know curious that you know that's white people's game Okay, yes. And and knowing that there's only two teams on the field 
And that's white supremacy and everybody else. Mm -hmm. And for, you know, white people to have to stand there and listen to the black national anthem, I know they're not liking that at all. No, that all. Man, that's that's what I said to myself last night. I said, I know they ain't liking this at all. In fact, it's already been stated a couple of times. There's only one national anthem, and that is the, uh, you know, lift, uh, not lift, you know, that anthem, although, and I think what they did, check this out. Did you hear earlier the, 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 the America the Beautiful was sung? That was sung. No, and, I, I didn't even know all that happened because I didn't watch the game. Okay. I didn't find out till today. Okay. You know, this morning, mm-hmm. and I went on online to see what had happened. Oh, what did they, what, what did know, they, what did they say online? What was the, what was the feelings on, on the most of the stuff that, I had a hard time, you know, I just wanted to see the performance. I had a hard time finding it. Okay, did you finally find Until it? Until I finally found it on YouTube. Yeah. But, you know, and what I was try- what I was watching was the fact that I guess they played the regular national anthem first. No. And then that No, no, no they didn't. What they did is uh they had America the Beautiful lift every voice and sing and then uh country western uh Country Western singer. Oh, okay. He he sung the uh, national anthem. He sung it. Oh, yeah. okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. I yeah. just was saying, you know, for white people to have to stand, you know, substantially for us and whatnot, I don't see that it means, you know, changes changes anything. Right. That's the point. But, it's symbolism. But that is very that is very important to white people. Mm-hmm. About Most their definitely. standing as far as we're concerned. Right. Right, you and, know, and so to even to to put that, you know, because they were, you know, like you know, back in the days, you know, like, like with the big bands, you know, when Billie Holiday when she went down south, she couldn't even sing; she had to sit on the bus. They had a white girl to replace her. Mm-hmm. You right. know, so knowing how they feel about the fact is that you know. Before 1946, we couldn't even play football. Mm-hmm. That's and true. then it took, That's you know, true. to 68 for mm-hmm. Marvin Briscoe to even play he's, right. quarterback. Right, yeah, he's the black, first black quarterback. He out of that position yeah. for, right. for God knows how long, mm-hmm. you know. And so now to see their game being played and see it slipping out of their hands with two black quarterbacks, and the black national anthem being played. <laughs> but you know, but listen, Bob. <laughs> you know, listen, Bob. The thing is this, though. It is all about entertainment for them. So even though we're dominant, seventy percent of the players in the National Football League are American African. There's a predominance of American mm-hmm. African quarterbacks today. That don't mean nothing. Number one, they still own the teams. There's not one owner. There's a few coaches here and there. And all that money that is generated it is generated through through them, you see. So it's just like it's just like the gladiators, just like the gladiators. Mm-hmm. You know, it's entertainment for them. And so, to me, uh, once again, and I hate to be redundant, but it's symbolism without substance. You know, I, I love Shirley Lee Ralph. She looks stunning. She. I mean, and, and, and the black national anthem, lift every voice and sing. The first stanza was sung. And, you know, I'm quite sure we clapped. 
you know it reminds me of of uh, Wattstack of course last year was the anniversary of Wattstack and I had my brother who from LA who was in the documentary he uh, brother Gerald he, he he was on the radio I'm on the radio he was on the program with me it is radio but anyway uh in the beginning of Wattstack Kim Weston she sings the national anthem you know and don't nobody stand because this is the mm-hmm. 60s this you know it's, it's actually it's 70 it was uh it was 72 five years after five years after the watch riot but we weren't standing i wasn't standing in high school you know we didn't stand this is the 60 we weren't standing for the national anthem but we did stand in fact when jesse told him let's sing the black national anthem you know and then sister kim weston sung it in fact just like uh Whitney Houston's national anthem that you could buy and play and which was very moving, I must add, because of the rock war, you know, you could buy Kim Weston's Lift Every Voice and Sing, you know. And and so we were all standing, fist in the air, you know. So the bottom line is, this is theirs, not ours. And so they're going to do what they're going to do. And 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 basically what they're going to do does not really ultimately truly include us. They wish we would damn it disappear. But is it just like many of us say, well we ain't going nowhere. We're here. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, I understand that, but the bottom line is I wish we would all prepare to get our ass up out of here. Because because mm-hmm. as long as we, as long as we're here and they're here, we will always be in a position of subservient to them. They will always take a superior position, just as Abraham Lincoln said, "I, as much as any man, is having the superior position assigned to the white race." You know, so we will all always be relegated to a subservient position. You know, but yeah. So you didn't watch the game, Baba? Yeah. No, like I said, I was I didn't watch the game. You know, uh-huh. I I have, you know, all I all I'm concerned about with the game is that there's some black athletes making some money to take care of their families. Right on, and that's and what hopefully, happens. Yeah. And hopefully they're doing, you know, just that having yeah. the right kind of thoughts about themselves and their communities. Right that, on. That's the only thing that I'm concerned about. So I didn't have any reason to watch the game because I knew a black quarterback was going to (laughs) win. And that's 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 because of the symbolism and the way that it affects white people's psyche. Yeah. Oh, man, believe me. That affects white supremacy because they're not there. Right. That's just like when uh, Doug Williams won in uh, in Mm -hmm. the 90s, man. Oh man, I I had gone around and around with some Caucasians. You know, I work. You, you know, I work for the fire department, right? And and so yeah. when you're living in the firehouse, that's why the fire service is the last public works job that we could access because you live in the firehouse, and they did not want us living in the firehouse with them. You know, and so mm-hmm. as those barriers were broken down, in fact, that's how I came on through affirmative action. You know. Uh, uh, consent decrees and lawsuits were happening across the country. And plus that, it's a public works job. 
you know, taxes pay for that yeah. service, you know, and 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 so yeah. those those departments within that city should reflect the people in that city in the communities. Mm-hmm. So anyway, you know, I, I would talk with these Caucasians, man, and they hated Doug Williams, you know, when he was playing for Tampa. Mm-hmm. He can't do this. He can't do that. Well, of course, unfortunately, he couldn't lead them to um, the Super Bowl. They lost to the Rams that time. He was right there, though, man. So, but then he came there with Washington, and 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 it didn't look good at the beginning, man. You know, mm-hmm. it didn't look good if you can remember. I I remember like it was yesterday. He went down, and uh, this cat named Schrader came in for a series, and he came back. Man, he came back and lit them cats up. He came back. He threw yeah. four or five touchdowns in the first half, you know. So, but anyway, you know, us being. Well, you know, like most people, they talk about the 36 Olympics and Jesse Owens and mm-hmm. the other, and the fact that Hitler wouldn't, you know, right. shake their hands and all of that. Right. But the thing is, when they got back, all the white right. athletes went to the White House, but right. not Jesse Owens. Exactly. Exactly. It's just like many times that we, what we have done. Keep your, keep your black ass out of here. Uh-huh. It's just like when we fight in wars, we come back, we, you know, we, we marching down a damn alley and they got the boulevard, they got the boulevard. You know, the bottom line is family. We got to understand who we are in their, in, you know, I always say, you know, uh, in, 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 in reality, who are we in, white folks reality you know who are we first we were the soulless people in their reality no culture to speak of justifying our captivity and enslavement and brutal treatment that we had because we ain't nothing who are we in their reality today because that's what real power is baba power is not money it's not voting it ain't none of that shit power is the ability to define reality and white folks define reality and impose it. That's what they do. They impose mm-hmm. their culture. And so now who are we in the reality today? Drug addicts, drug dealers, no fit fathers, no fit mothers, criminals, you know? Uh, uh, uh. So the fact, the fact of the matter is, is that we must shape reality for ourselves. We must develop power and shape it in our image and in our interests. That's why it's important that we come together. And the only reason why, Bob, as you might know, that we are in this situation globally is because we don't have collective unity, cooperative unity. It's the only reason. That's why Africa is so messed up. So-called 54 different uh, countries, sovereign. They ain't no damn sovereign country. You know what sovereignty means? They ain't sovereign. They're still neo-colonials a lot of them and the leadership is weak as hell so yeah so I tell you <laughs> I appreciate you yeah. Baba yeah okay Hotep thank you no thank you peace to you I thank Baba for that That. that um, yeah we're going to take a break we come back from the break we're going to talk about um, this history situation because and it's another thing why we talking about we're talking about right here right now. <laughs> we must say this is who we are. I don't give a damn what Ron DeSantis and this country wants to do and uh, uh, critical race theory is not to be taught and this that. Listen, 
we are responsible. We are responsible for who we are and what we're about. We are. All right, brothers, we'll be right back. We, you're listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforanawakening.com and blocktalkradionetwork.com. We'll be right back. You stay with us. You are listening to African Perspectives with host Brother Oshi on Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasting or live program scheduling, hit them up at timeforanawakening at gmail.com.
You are listening to Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts or live programming, hit them up at timeforanawakening.com. Welcome back, brothers and sisters. Once again, you're listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforanawakening.com and blacktalkradionetwork.com. Harvey Scales, Harvey Scales. He wrote that for Johnny Taylor and it became a big seller, platinum seller. And uh, he passed on the 11th of February about 15 years ago. So I want to give him Shout out. He's from Milwaukee. I knew Harvey Scales well. Yeah, good brother. And when Disco Lady came out, man, that was killing, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. The certified platinum in 1976. Yeah. Yeah, he passed in 2019. February 11, 2019. He was at 70, what is he, 78 years old when he passed. Harvey Scales and the Seven Sounds was his his group, Harvey Scales and the Seven Sounds. Yeah, Disco Lady. He's proud of my brother. All right, family, let's get to the history piece. And you know, you know, one thing that we must understand: history, a people's history, is vitally, critically important to them in the lives of the people to understand who they are, where they came from, what it is today. You know, I I don't know if this is, uh, I heard this or whatever, but, you know, I, I quote many people. And, this, and, and regardless of what my good friend, Brother Teju, might say, I give credit where credit is due. Love you, Teju. <laughs> but I came up with this one way back when we uh, had the Black Firefighters Convention in Milwaukee in um, 92. And I said, you know, we must we must learn from our history so we can understand the present and then can then we can prepare our future. We must learn our history. Because history helps you understand where you are at the present. If you don't know it, then you really can't prepare for a future. We can prepare for a future based on the knowledge of who we are and what we have done. And we can understand our present condition and situation because of that history. And now we can prepare for our future. And if we look at what these Caucasians are trying to do today, then we can understand from a historical perspective the lies and how they want to continue to dominate. They want to continue to dominate. This, they're, they're the people of European extraction are the less amount of people on the planet and becoming more so every day. But yet they dominate and control the planet like you wouldn't believe. They have a theology, ideology, methodology, all the damn ologies you want to throw in there. The bottom line is they want to maintain control. African, you know, I I don't call it black history. I call it 
African and American African History Month reveals the Caucasian lies of America. There's a picture here of Ralph Ellison at a Senate subcommittee hearing in D.C. during a hearing on the racial problems in big cities in 1966, August of 66. Since its formal beginning of Negro History Week in 1926, American African and American African History Month has revealed the Caucasian lies, the European lies of American history. It has, it has been a project aimed at correcting has revealed the Caucasian lies of history. It, is, it has been a project aimed at correcting the misrepresentations and stereotypes of African life throughout the country and a vindicating of African people by celebrating our extraordinary achievements as a culture. I'm substituting a lot of words that I don't like, okay? And, and, and to me, the reason why they don't fit, there's no such thing as race, so I'm not going to use race. Okay, I use culture because that's what it is. Okay, I don't use black. Black is a color. It's African or American African. I've explained these things many times. I'll continue to do so because I think that once you have the right verbiage and the right terminology and the right language, it, 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 it gives a deeper picture even in your mind. I used to do a thing with the kids I used to work with back in Milwaukee. I used to say, close your eyes. I'm going to say some words and tell me whose face you put on them. Whose face do you put on these words? You know, welfare, crack addict, drug dealer, drug pusher, no fit father, gangster. I say, be honest. Whose face did you put on those words? Because we're not slaves. If I say the word slave, you automatically put our face on that. As if slavery, con that condition of servitude and captivity was the only thing that happened to us. So to me, the right word is always appropriate. So instead of Negro History Week, it's African and American African History Week represented a formalization of what was already taking place throughout American Africa. Laypersons and scholars created an achievement of African American African achievements to respond to the racist claims that American Africans contribute little or nothing to world history. Claims often used to justify our second class status in European Caucasian extremism, racism, and privilege, better known as white supremacy. <laughs> Ain't supreme. The historian Carter G. Woodson, he was our, we talked about him at length, to give him, always to give him his props on the first day of this month. He's deserving. He sacrificed much. He sacrificed much. He forego wife, family, and children. He was committed. His education took him all the way to Harvard University. He was the second African to get a doctorate degree from Harvard University. 
The first one's William Edward Burkhart Du Bois. But what Carter G. Woodson did not see in his studies all the way up into Harvard was the achievements and accomplishments of our people. So he started the Association for the Study of African Life and History. It says Negro Life and History, but you know. In 1915, and in 1926, the week in February. Why February? Frederick Douglass, who did not know when his birthday was, but his mother, who he only seen a few times. Brothers and sisters, Frederick Douglass did not see his mother every day. In fact, he only seen his mother at night when she could slip away. She, she lived on a plantation about 10 miles from where he was. And, and she had a chance to see him. And she said, you are my heart. You are my valentine. So to honor Frederick Douglass, I don't talk about Lincoln because we know the real deal with Lincoln. So I mean, he, he put Lincoln's, Lincoln's birthday, I think it was the 12th. So like bump him, you know. I acknowledge Lincoln. Lincoln said, "If I could, if if I could solidify the union without freeing these <clears throat> these these nigglets, I'd do so." He didn't give a damn. And in fact, he said he he said this: "I, as much as any man, is having the superior position assigned to the white peoples, the white peoples." So Asala is still in existence. Uh, in fact, they had a conference here a few years ago uh, at Clark Atlanta, the Association for the Study of Life, uh, you know, <clears throat> of African history. You know, some good brothers and sisters of Asala. Yeah. Understand, understood the significance of celebrating our history to uprooting the idea of whiteness that devalued African people. In 1932, editorial of the Chicago Defender entitled History Week and What It Means, Woodson made it abundantly clear that full recognition of the broad contributions of American Africans was essential to dispelling the misrepresentation that sustained the idea that only Caucasian people could bear the benefits and burdens of civilization. As he put it, unless American African History Week can be used to accomplish such a purpose, the mere celebration will be meaningless. We would end up attending or attaining the month in 76, delivering and listening to speeches about African people and celebrating how far we have come and how far we have to go. But the Caucasian lie of American history would remain intact, always will be. American African history then is more than a celebration of our achievements. It is a, it is a political and moral project that exposes the willful ignorance about our people that shaped American history and informs our present troubles. 
some 32 years ago, Claretta Scott King lettered, she wrote a letter about Jeff Sessions. And of course, Jeff Sessions was going to be up for um, attorney general under Trump. Sought to expose the tangible effects of our willful ignorance. Elizabeth Warren tried to remind the Senate I to remind the Senate that the fact that they debated Sessions' nominations for Attorney General, but Mitch McConnell banned Warren. She banned Warren, uh, Elizabeth Warren, from reading King's letter in the name of civility. He preferred the lie. American African History Month reminds us over and over again that we, we all should reject it. Here I am reminded of a particular sense in Ralph Ellison's classic novel, The Invisible Man. The narrator finds himself working at a plant in Long Island. A big neon sign announced its purpose. Keep America pure with Liberty Paints. The paint products, the, the, the plant produces a brilliant optic white paint that'll cover just about anything. It's secretly exactly 10 drops, no more or less, of black liquid. Let me read that again. The plant produces a brilliant optic white paint that will cover just about anything. Its secret is exactly 10 drops, no more, no less, of a black liquid. In fact, upon closer inspection, the intense white of Liberty Paints is actually diffused with gray, although the white supervisor doesn't seem to notice. Ellison's allegory reveals the lie at the heart of America's idea of itself, that no matter how we try to paint the history of this country, African people gave it its color and depth. I say the fact that has been and is often hidden from view because America, no matter what it says about itself or what demographic pertains, still holds onto the idea that this country is a white nation. I know that the demographics and the demographers have said many years ago that this country because Caucasians who have been experiencing negative population growth, not just here in this country, but globally. Globally. They're already family, less than, way less than 10% of the world's population, but they control and dominate at least 80% of the resources and ideology across this country and around this world. Yeah. This idea requires a national refusal to remember. We tell ourselves a story, as David Brooks did in his recent op-ed about America's return to national greatness that blinds us to the ugliness of who America is. It says here, who we are. No, we ain't that. Brooks refused to linger on those moments in the past that make Trump and his Muslim ban so familiar. America culminates culminates history, he writes. One can only write such a sentence if you 
if your head is stuck in the sand or hovering in the clouds. American African history reveals that Caucasian lies for what it is. America's myth has enabled what Toni Morrison called a kind of disremembering. Disremembering, which bolts out of the pain of the past events, a horrible loss. We tell ourselves that ours is the chosen nation, the shining city upon a hill, that America is an example of democracy achieved. That is the myth. To believe this, we have to forget that for so much, this nation's history, so much of this nation's history, African people have had to wage a relentless war against European Caucasian extremism, racism, privilege. Uh, Thank you, Brother Paul. I like that. (laughs) Forget about the strange fruit dangling from the poplar trees. Uh, And if you know that story, this cat named Enzinger, who also is the one that, uh, you know, prevented people from smoking weed. You know, he, he, he made weed a, uh, a real serious ass drug when it wasn't. But he was also responsible for the murder, I believe, of Billy Holiday. Yeah. Because when she sung Strange Fruit, once again, they can't handle the truth. He forbid her to sing it. And so when she was in the hospital, he denied her the care the history yeah forget about the strange fruit dangling from the poplar trees or the chalk outlines of bodies of our loved ones shot down by police forget that women have to have to struggle against patriarchy and its violence at home at work or just walking down the street forget that our class structure is so rigid now that you have a better chance of winning the damn lottery than getting out of poverty and achieving the American dream Paul Beatty, the the Booker Prize winning author of The Sellout, has it right. That's the problem with history. We like to think it's a book that we can turn the page and move the fuck on. Nothing can be furthest from the truth. The yearly ritual of, of American African and American African History Month ideally strips away the illusions of our national myth. It is a 28-day refusal to turn the other page. If we learn the right lessons from this celebration, like the narrators of the Invisible Man, we can come away knowing deep in our hearts, insides, that ain't nothing pure about this place. And that's always a good place to start. Ashe. Yeah. What do you think, family? Like I said, if you've been keeping track of what's happening in Florida and other parts of the country with the denial of what should be taught, critical race theory idea, of course, that is not being taught. Now, when DeSantos talk about the study of of, uh, of, of black homosexuals and stuff like that in, in the curriculum, I, I'm not, I ain't gene for that. Definitely not. Definitely not. You know, 
to me, what is in black studies is not. Some, some may argue, well, the totality of us as a people, so we should be learning about the, uh, the problems with homosexuality and problems that they experience and, and LBGTQ, RSTUV, all of that stuff. No, family. That's, that's me. This is Baba Oshi. No, family. We need to know the history of our people from its beginning. We are the beginning of mankind, of humankind. Before there was anybody's damn history, there was us, our history. That's why I keep pointing out, you know, that's what we're going to be talking about on the 23rd, hopefully if you are in the Atlanta area on the 23rd, Thursday the 23rd, next week Thursday, 4.30 will begin our journey to historical greatness and African-centered perspective because I, I added the uh, Great Pyramid K 2019 piece into that because it, it, it family, as you're listening, if you get a chance, especially this month, because it's history, it's our history. Go to great, go to YouTube, go to YouTube, put in Great Pyramid K 2019 and watch the documentary. Watch the documentary. Let me get Brother Paul. Brother Paul. Brother Ochi, how are you? I'm well, man. Did you have a good weekend, man? Baba Oji, I had a very sleepy weekend. For some reason, I was extraordinarily tired, man. Well, <laughs> well listen, all you that know, you do, brother, I'm quite sure you deserve it, man. <laughs> you know, sometimes, right, it just creeps up on you. And as much as you want to fight it, you just can't fight it. Yeah, you're right. You know? You're right, it's brother. Just your body, you have to slow down. I, you know, Baba Oji, I was, I was talking to a neighbor. And he he says to me, you're always got, you're always doing, you're always here, there, you always. But the thing is, I've been like that since a child, and I, like I said to him, I have a very active mind. You know, Good. I have to be active. Right. But right. Sometimes your body just says, it just says to you, no, nah, you have to just, you just have to rest. Right. It's a slow down. So that yeah. was my, that was my weekend. Well, I, good, you know. brother. But, good. Bob Ochi, you know, some vibrations came to me when you were speaking. Yeah. And you were giving your deliberation. And so I just made a note. And, and what I said is that it's something that you obviously speak about and you've said before. Uh, words have power. Yes. Yeah. And you know what? And I, and I just want to reiterate that words have power. And and because I, I don't I don't feel that um, sometimes in our day to day uh, course of life, we actually realize how powerful words are. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I, I, I'm not really a religious person, but I have read the Bible. In the beginning was the Word, and the thing is, why does it? Why? What, what does that mean? I mean, what is what it really means is that the words are really vibrations, mm -hmm. and, and for us to hear it, it emanates at a certain frequency. And even scientists tell you everything we see around us is 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 um, is, is vibrating. Mm -hmm. Everything. Right. It doesn't matter how physical or solid it is is vibrating yeah mm -hmm. and so therefore what it's actually saying is that the manifestation of what you're seeing in this third world dimension is created by sound it's been i mean it sounds it sounds just mad but it's true 
everything we are looking at has been created by sound, mm-hmm. by vibration. Everything. It doesn't matter if it's brick wall, brick building, brick, uh, a metal bridge. It's sound. And if you emanate something at that same frequency, it will pull that apart. It will pull it apart. For instance, if I had a device which I could uh, turn on the same fre- frequency mm-hmm. of the strongest building, that building would probably collapse. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. So, right. So, yeah. So I come back to words have power. Right. So uh, what I'm trying to say is this, Baba Ochi. We must train ourselves. We must re-condition uh, ourselves mm-hmm. to remember the words we say. We must not say things which limit our ability or manifests things which limit our ability. For instance, a lot of the time when I listen to different people everywhere, we always say things like, this is never going to happen. Now, mm-hmm. if you say that, you <laughs> right. not you per se, but I'm talking generally, generically, mm-hmm. The individual says, this will never happen. Right. What they're they're manifesting is a glass ceiling for themselves. Right. They're building a glass prison around themselves. And the reason reason why we do this a lot, we do this a lot. And this is the reason why we do this, Baba Ochi, because we have been robbed of our dialect, not our dialect, our language. Uh, We speak English. That's another thing we got to remember. Right. That we are speaking the captor's language. We are speaking it. This is not our language. Exactly. You know, and, and, and you know, listen, Paul, I, in, in the ASCAC, the Association for a Study of Classical African Civilizations, one of the books that they created many years ago, and I wish they would do some more. But anyway, was the plenary challenge. There's a, a chapter in there. Can you liberate yourself in somebody else's language? Can you liberate yourself in somebody else's no, language? No, you can't. Who you can't? You can't. You can't. Imp- you know what? You pose that question. And it, when, when you pose it, I get filled with a funny feeling because the realization is that, of course you can't. Of course you can't. Mm-hmm. Right? The part, why, why they took our language was, was uh, look, they didn't do it. It's not an accident. They did that. Right. They did that in order to control our minds. Yes. So, how can we liberate our? How can we liberate we, that term? That that even that thought that we're liberating ourselves in somebody else's language. It's just mm-hmm. it's just just a just a um, fantasy. It's a fantasy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and and what I mean, and, and what I'm going to say is this. I'm not going to go much longer. But what I'm going to say this, Baba Ochi, is that our brothers on the continent, right? I mean, let's look at Nigeria for instance. Nigeria is the biggest, right? Uh, supposed the biggest congregation of. Uh, black African people, African people per capita anywhere on the planet, mm-hmm. yeah, apparently, that, that area. All that was created by the Europeans. But the point is this. The point is this, yeah? The first language, their, their first language is English. I mean, how can that be? Yeah. So because of, because of colonization. Because of colonization right. and the fact that the colonizers don't want you to speak your language. Right. They're so imposing they put, theirs. Even the law in Nigeria... Hello, Brother Paul. Brother Paul. Okay. Well, you know what? Hello? Hello? Okay. You, you with us? Back with us? Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah um, go ahead. Right. So, so what I'm saying is they even, even in their legal system, they have English books all around the world. Anywhere there's an English colony, they have, by law, they have English books. Mm-hmm. Look, you cannot, that question you asked, you posed, 
right? It's impossible. It can't happen. Mm -hmm. You cannot liberate yourself with English. So why aren't our brothers and sisters on the continent? And to me, it doesn't matter what language you speak. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Because you didn't come... You know, Bob Ochi, I'm going to jump around a little bit here because I have to prove this point. You know, you hear these brothers, they say, well, I'm a Moor, I'm this and that and that. I always say to them, what, what's the Moorish language? Speak to me in the Moorish language. Right? <laughs> and they've got no damn language. Right. Because there's, it's just a creation of madness. Exactly. Okay? Whatever they're calling themselves, the first thing you say to them, speak to right you you say you got um indian or uh, uh uh what do you call it indigenous people links you're an indian indian well speak to me in that language then tell me about, about that then mm -hmm. but yet you're, you're that but you're speaking english look the point i'm trying to make is that uh words have power right and, and part of them impressing this english language on us is so that we do limit we limit ourselves we limit our ability ability and we stay captured and we often use language like I could, we'll never do this, or this will never happen, or, mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. um, you know, just using their language to to, to empower them. And right. we just got to bear in mind that this is not our language. And once you acknowledge that, acknowledge means to be in the act of knowing that, then you try and do something about it. And I'm not even suggesting that mm. you uh, pressure yourself to learn, learn another language. I'm just saying to acknowledge it, be in the act of knowing right. this ain't your language. This is the ain't your language, it's not language. yours. Exactly. It is not yours. It's theirs. You right. know. I'll leave it there. All right, dear brother. All right. Just hang on. You know, and that's the deal. You know, uh, there's a there's another movie that I like. Uh, it's a takeoff of the Robinson Crusoe story. I'm trying to think of the title of it. Uh, it's with Richard Roundtree. And um, he was uh, him and some other brothers were shipwrecked, African brothers shipwrecked on this island where Robinson Crusoe was on, the Caucasian was on. And of course, the mindset of Europeans at that time, well, it doesn't matter. Listen, family, they don't give a damn about cultural groups, Shanti, Igbo, you know, Hausa, Falani, they don't give a damn about that. A country, Nigerian, Cameroonian, Ghanaian. Don't give a damn about none of that. You just black. You just black. And you're heathen. You're less than a you're less than human. You know? Man Friday. That's the name of the uh uh of the movie. Man Friday. And so I put it into the search here. And let me see if I can find that movie. Man Friday. Yep. You can you can go on YouTube. Go on YouTube and watch it. Man Friday. Peter O'Toole. L let me tell you how ridiculous this is as far as I'm concerned. They got it labeled as a comedy. It's a hundred it's a, a one hour and 50 minutes long as a comedy in a retrospective though. Came out in 75. I, you, you know, sometimes at the firehouse I sit back and I, you know, be watching TV. This came on late at night. You know? 
and I watched it. Because I'm usually the last person to go to bed at the firehouse. I wasn't an officer then. I was just a firefighter. Didn't have my own office. And and um, and get up early, you know. So this movie caught my attention. <laughs> Let me try to say this succinctly. This movie caught my attention deeply. So I wanted this movie. I was working with a group and uh, in Madison, they were having a dinner. And Richard Roundtree was going to be at the dinner. I went to the dinner and I met Richard Roundtree. I wanted this movie. I gave him my car because I was on the board of the uh, International Association of Black Professional Firefighters. I gave him my card. I even sent him the money for the movie. Richard Roundtree made a movie about being a firefighter in New York. And because I gave him the, the car with the firefighter, he sent me that movie. That mother gave me the shaft. <laughs> he gave me the shaft. But I wound up getting that movie, um, Man Friday. And, and I'm suggesting that you check it out. That you check it out. It's deep. The, the symbolism. The ending of the story. The ending of the story. A retrospective. I'm telling you. Man Friday. It's, you can get it on YouTube. You can watch the movie on YouTube. Yeah. So. Let me take some other calls here. 202. 202, good afternoon. 202-217, good afternoon. Okay. 404, 404-934, 404-934. Okay. OG, are you there? I'm here, brother. How you doing, Rick? How's happening with you? Yeah, yeah, I know you there. I was supposed to spend a joke, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting here listening to you. Okay. Uh, yeah, you, you were just speaking about a movie which I am unfamiliar with, which is not unusual, but is it M-A-N? Like yeah. Man, man, yeah, Man Friday. Man Friday. I'm, I'm, I'm certainly going to look it up. It look it. Listen, when you get a chance to watch it, you know, mm-hmm. let me know what you think. I mean, there's some parts of the movie I was not happy with you know, with what it was saying. But there's other parts of this movie I loved for what it was saying. Yeah, that's that's kind of how messages get sent to yeah, us, you exactly. know, in this culture, man. Exactly. You, you hear, you know, they know they know the limitation of certain things, but they also know how to express certain things that mm-hmm. only certain people will pick up on, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I agree with you. I, I'll certainly look for that movie. I'll make sure I get it. Yeah. Time. Yeah, you can go on YouTube. Uh, if you got, you know, YouTube, go on YouTube. Oh, put yeah. in Man yeah. Friday and you can watch it on YouTube an hour and 50-some minutes, you know. Yeah, yeah. I got access. I, I, I'll make it a point. Good. You know, I, I was thinking about it. Um, I don't like that whole idea of Black History Month. I really don't. Okay. Um, the, and not, not coming from us, mm-hmm. but from white folks designating a time of the year mm-hmm. when we are supposed to be uh, in the spotlight, if you will. I don't know how else to put it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, and I, however, I do realize that there are a lot of people, black people, 
that don't know many of the things um, that are portrayed in this month. And that's a good thing that they uh, brought through the media or however they get it. Right. They get it. Right. You know what I mean? Well, that's what that's that's Uh, why that's why Carter G. Woodson, he understood, you know, in his travels, taking him all the way to Harvard University to get a doctorate degree. He's the second African-American African to get a doctorate degree. Du Bois the first. Where is the history and accomplishment and achievements of my people? They were nowhere to be found. So that's why he created, you know, first, quote, Negro History Week. And then in 76, Black History Month, you know. And and so at least there's a time and a period of time that we can focus on the history of our people there. There's a time and a period that we can talk about these great men and women who have done great things, you know. So, and and there's some people. No, I, I agree. No, no, I'm just going to say. I was just going to say there are some people that we know and we have known for some time. And there's some people even to this day that we're still being introduced to, you know, yes. who have done great things. I mean, uh, I always like to look at the inventors, and the reason why is because I understand the kind of odds that they were up against, and the fact that many of them could not patent what they uh, created. You know, I don't believe no damn Eli Whitney created the cotton gin. Why? No, he didn't. Yeah, they he didn't. They don't create nothing. Then, they right. steal from they us. Steal. Right. They stole from us then like they steal from us, us now. now. Right. I mean. They stole the land. They stole the land, yeah. man. I mean, yeah. how, how deep can you get to steal somebody's land? If that's your objective, mm-hmm. then there's no limitation on what you'll do. No. And and no. that's what they do, right? Uh, you know, I, and it's interesting that you missed because I've uh, I, I've always had an affinity for uh, people just didn't want to be bothered with me because I was always talking that quote unquote black stuff. Yeah, you know, I mean, <laughs> even as a young boy, I used to live yeah. real close to a library, uh-huh. a Good. public library, and my mother used to insist that I spend some part of my day in that library, mm-hmm. and I fell in love with it. And I read about Nat Turner and Gabriel Prosser mm-hmm. and Denmark Vesey mm-hmm. and people of the, and, and J- even John Brown. Yeah. You know, I, oh, I yeah. I my hat off to John hey, Brown. Hey, hey, uh, look, and see, Rick, oh, Rick, we, huh? in, in a group I was with, we used to give the John Brown Award <laughs> to, yeah. a, to, to, mean, to, to a Caucasian. Right, man. It don't matter who do it. To a Caucasian in the, uh, 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 in our, within our community who has shown that they are willing to help us. Seriously, that's right. You know, the and, and to the point to the point of yeah, you're right. To the <laughs> point of having to die in order to do it, and there's right. a message in that, man. Yeah, I understood that as a young age, you know. And I'm I'm not saying I'm different from anybody, but I'm different from everybody. Well, listen, you know? this, listen, listen, this, Rick. There's a movie, Santa Fe Trail. There's a movie, Santa Fe Trail. Maybe you might be able to get that on YouTube. You know, with Ronald Reagan, Ronald Reagan and Errol Flynn. The movie is about John Brown. Errol Flynn infiltrates John Brown's uh, 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 group, the guys that he's you know working with, and he's going to you know make his attack on Harper's Ferry, get the guns and so forth. And so he's pent down, and 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 John Brown got these folks pent down, and they fire and so forth. Here comes Ronald Reagan, like the white man on the white horse and the white knight or whatever, you know. And they chased John Brown off, you know. And what was sad about that particular piece in, in the film 
was, well, he said he said he was going to give us some some freedom. If that's the kind of freedom, I don't want that kind of freedom. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's in the that's, movie. That's, that's how that's how they picked it because she she's bandaging up Errol Flynn who was kind of hurt, you know. And then of course we know the rest of the story. But but check it out yeah. too. You can check that one out. Santa Fe Trail. Uh, yes, sir. I just wrote it down. I'm gonna make sure I get yep. it. You know, on my list. You know, Errol, Errol uh, Flynn. I'll and, tell you, man. <laughs> go ahead. No, I'm just gonna say Errol no, Flynn and uh, um, Ronald Reagan, but yeah, but okay, see, but no, 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 no. Really, the point, Rick, I was making is this: one, I've seen it before, but once again, I'm at the firehouse, and that's what I can do it late at night. I'm watching it, and I'm saying to myself, is when you see depictions of John Brown, how does how do they depict him? Like he's crazy. You know, oh, like, yeah, that's what history does. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so the question became to me, is John Brown crazy or was right. what John Brown fighting against crazy to to dehumanize men and, 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 and shackle them? And is that John Brown was not crazy? John Brown was understood that has as a human family, what was being done to us was wrong. And he was fighting against that evil. And it is evil. I watched a god. Excuse me, I'm getting emotional here. <laughs> Sorry, but I watched a program with these panelists of Caucasians, all Caucasian men, talking about evil. And the only evil that these son of a bitches talked about was Hitler. They didn't talk about the evil against other human beings that Europeans have done, particularly to us. They talked about the evil of Adolf Hitler. You know, yeah, because why? Yeah. Because it's, it's a denial of our humanity. And we're relegated to a subservient position or a, a uncompromising position. And that's how they feel. Well, they know if they know if it ever comes to a, a trial of equity, they have no defense whatsoever. Exactly. So that's, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. That's You're right. where I think our part is. We got to bring them to a trial where they don't have any defense and i if, if we can't do it in this generation you know i've taught my children as best i could they you know they're, they're human beings they make their own choices mm-hmm. but all all black people that are younger than me are my children as far as i'm concerned it ain't got to be my right. first children that's right somebody that's can right. hear your words and it affect them i had a brother tell me one day uh, that he heard me speak at uh and it was very short but he uh, presentation i don't want to say where because just giving out too much information but it, there were quite a few people there and i was surprised and after it was over he came over he said man i've never heard anybody speak to me like that mm-hmm. he said you really touched me mm-hmm. and i told him i appreciate him hugging you know we never know what effect on another that we can have if we are just being ourselves our god-given talent Mm-hmm. You know, and it all—it ain't always what you know we expect they are. We don't know right. how we affect people. I love listening to this program. I love, particularly this one, because I can sense the freedom in your ability to express yourself. But there are a lot of other programs, you know, other mm-hmm. stations where they're oh, yeah. quote unquote black folks, yeah, and well, they're just basically reading out of white folks' books, telling you their statistics and this and that. And well, you look across the street and you see somebody your neighbor's house burning down. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So uh, it's probably not a good analogy, but I'm only saying that we can there's we got to lay some tangible 
weapons for our future and our children, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Oh, you know, oh no, oh, no doubt. We got to arm them. And, it, and, and we are, we could argue by arming them with, uh, with weaponry, but the weaponry more important than any uh, weaponry is arm them with knowledge, knowledge of self. Right. Everything else will start to come into play. Uh, uh, Brother Rick, uh, Brother um, Paul would like your information. Uh, text me if you have any information so I can forward it to Brother Paul. Okay, that you okay. would like to have uh, a contact. A yeah. contact. Text me. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, what what is yours? What okay. Mine is four one four three two four five seven nine six. That's my number. Four one four three two four five seven nine six. And 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 I'll forward because because Brother Paul wants to contact you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, we we can work out. I, I actually was trying to get you a uh, email address. I didn't want. Oh, to email you address. Oh, sure. Here's my email address. No, no, no. I, if I got your phone number, that's hell. That's okay. Know, that's better than an email. Because I got that's but that's you know, that's, uh, how, that's how I got Paul, brother Paul. If what did they get brother Paul on here? Uh, brother Paul. Hello. Yeah. You know, I tried to I tried to contact you through email. Uh, you know, uh, connect the dots. Yeah. Uh, Global connected dots global, and somehow I, I couldn't do it. So that that is the that is the email address, correct? Yeah, it's uh, uh connect the connect the dots global at gmail dot com at gmail dot com. I know, and somehow yeah. I'm gonna, I'm going to do that today, sometime today. I got to go somewhere with Brother Kwaku as soon as he gets here, you know. And but when I get back, I'm gonna try to send you an email. I know the times and so forth. You got a lot of feedback, brother Paul. But then I'm gonna uh, give uh, give brother Rick. Uh, he's gonna send me something so I can give it to you. Okay. Yeah, just give him my email and uh, uh, yeah, because uh, you know I think uh, so. What what I'm saying is uh, I ha- I have this little mantra: each one teach one to reach one. And what it what I, what it really suggests is that um, we we we, we got to share. Uh, information which empowers us because what i realize is that one of the strengths of our adversaries is to give us information which disempowers us to keep us right. compartmentalized and it's happening right. you know because we, we really don't know what's going on in the world um as much as we think we do right okay all right let me get a couple of more calls in here hold on, hold on brother paul and hold on brother rick let me get some more folks in here if you want to hit star twice, hit star twice. Okay. 404 934 404 934. Okay. Mama Nabantu, how are you, my dear? Well, okay. She just, you know, some people just want to listen, you know? They don't want to say that, they just want to listen, you know? Because I only got a couple more minutes and I do have to get off because I'm but uh brother Rick we appreciate you man we appreciate you coming on and you and Paul and and, and definitely for these many years I've, I've been on on time for an awakening um with African perspectives brother Jay and all the people who who do listen because there are a lot of I've found out there's a I have a lot of listeners I I, I you know some just want to listen they don't want to call but I guess, brother, brother Rick, you're right. Some of the things I'm saying, because I know in the hearts of our people, 
you know, we ain't no suck ass, no kiss ass. We want to hear something that that is free, that is unrehearsed, that is not choreographed, something that is from the heart of African people. We want that. We need yeah. that. We need yeah. to hear that. Go ahead, brother. Well, I appreciate it. I'm, I, you know, like I, yeah. I just, I'm a, I'm a private in this army, man. But I, yeah. I know there's some generals that are waiting, waiting for the troops to get it all together. Yeah. Because uh, this thing has got, you know, even in the animal world, man. I mean, you can watch three or four squirrels run a cat away. It mm-hmm. ain't got nothing. To, you know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> right. So, I'm just saying there are natural things that we don't take advantage of because oftentimes we're not even aware of it or aware that we got some backup, you know? That's and, right. Uh, uh, you know, uh, hey, I, I, I told my children when they were young, I'd die for them in a minute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. It, it's not even a choice. Oh, no it's doubt. It's a responsibility. Exactly. It's not a choice. Yeah, I don't, don't no doubt, die for African people. I love us. That's why I do this. That's right. That's why I do this every <laughs> Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Hey, Jay. AJ, four, six, four, six, six, four, six, J. Oh, okay. Well, I only got a couple more minutes. Thank you and thank everybody. I'm going to get off this horn. And, um, and like I said, I think today's program. Oh, oh what's up with you, man? What's something wrong with your phone, man? Oh. <laughs> Okay. Well, hey man, you got an Obama phone, man. Get that, man, get off that. Cat got an Obama phone. <laughs> you are constantly breaking up, Jay. Forget. Hey, let's try try us Wednesday, okay, man? Try us Wednesday. You can't hear me at all. You can't hear me at all. You're breaking up, brother. You're intermittent. <laughs> Is it better? That's better. Go ahead. Oh. Well, that was better for that second. Well, listen, man, I only got a couple of minutes. Let me go, Jay, and let's pick back up on a, on a Wednesday, my brother. Okay? Okay. We end this program like we end all of our programs with the words of Stephen Biko. The most potent weapon in the hands of the oppressor is the minds of the oppressed. This program is dedicated and committed to helping to free the African mind. But not just the M-I-N-D, but the M-I-N-E, because under the feet of African people lies all of the resources that everybody wants, think they can't do without, and they shown the hell, damn it, don't want to pay for. Brothers and sisters, you have a blessed and wonderful day. Shim Hotep means go in peace. Asante Sana means thank you. Abibi Vahardier, Bibi means our victorious destiny. Brothers and sisters, we will be victorious. Have a blessed and wonderful day, family. See you on Wednesday. Peace.